I got a duffy on me, I'm feeling good The streets talking to me in the hood I'm doing this exactly how I should What's not said is understood Listen to me, I'm on my grind No matter what, these haters mad I gotta ask, why you mad at us? Cause I'm on the rise Alright, man, oh man We are at the season finale But y'all know what that means we're not going to be gone too long because if you were watching last episode, we told y'all we're not going to be gone long. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so this yep. is episode 10 of season two. So we're glad to have finally made it to the end. A little bit sad, a little bittersweet. But at the same time, I feel like Jovan and I both need to recharge. So this is a necessary or it's almost like it's perfect time. Um, not that we're overwhelmed or, or tired of the podcast, but uh, we got some other stuff to focus on and some good in a good way. Right. So. Um, we'll get into that as well. Um, before we get into it, though, y'all know we got a climber of the week. So our climber of the week this week. Sorry. Okay. Let me just address the elephant in the room. This is my puppy, Zuko. This dude is uh, usually when I'm doing my podcast, he's usually with Janelle. <laughs> Janelle is at, is coaching. Okay. And as you can see, um, he's only 10 weeks <laughs> or 11 weeks old. So he's all over the place, but he's pretty quiet. So we're going to keep it that way. All right, but Climber of the Week is Amon Ramsey, in-house, AC member, our guy, right? So we'll have some pictures of him. That's our guy, Amon. And let me tell you why Amon is the Climber of the Week. He just finally got his airframe license. That's something he's been working towards for a while. He literally even texted me like a couple of months ago. was like, bro, bro, just I need your prayer. You know what I'm saying? You need some motivation. Like, man, I've been grinding trying to study for this airframe license. So just keep me in your thoughts. So then we finally found out this week that our Cuddy got his airframe right license. So that's definitely, you know what I'm saying? That's no questions asked. He's climber of the week. There ain't even a question. For sure. Um, yeah. So yeah. Shout out to you, Amon. For sure. Now, Jovan, let's get into the chunk of the, the conversation, man, because I know the people waiting. Um, future climbers, man. What's the future climbers program? Let's 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 drop some drop some knowledge on them. Let's give them everything, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause at the end of the day, I feel like the community, um, just from what I've learned and what I've seen, I feel like the community gets a little competitive with serving others. You know what I'm saying? Everybody trying to have that one brand or something like, you know, and it's not really about that. It's about serving others, giving it, doing God's work. That's how I look at it, right? So I don't mind sharing yeah. what we do, you know what I'm saying, and what makes us special because I feel like we got something special. <clears throat> I don't mind sharing it. So let's go ahead and share it with them, man. Why, why, why? Why did we even make this model? You know what I'm saying? Why are we doing future climbers? What is future climbers? I'll let you answer what future climbers is real quick. Man, future climbers uh, was a concept that first originated for why we even want to do always climbing project in the first place. And it's really just giving back to the community. Um, the biggest part of it, of course, is scholarships and, and giving the next generation a launch pad and, and what they can do and opportunities in Akron. So like the the thing that bothers me the most is people talk about Akron, like, oh, get out of Akron. You gotta, if you wanna do something really great, you gotta go outside of the city when we're just gonna make our own opportunities and show ex people like examples of entrepreneurs and people that have been successful within the city um, with their own brands or even just successful in a certain career path. So. That's one key, very, you know, strong component of what's going to make this successful is collaborating with others. Like we said, we're not competitive. We want everybody to eat. Um, and that's that's for our next generation. We want them to see them succeed and hopefully make their own nonprofit one day or their own business um, that we can work with. Um, that's going to be successful and make the city a better place in the way they found it. Now, we also have the community service piece which is a huge component. Um, we have our own, you want me to talk about the project, like what they actually get to do within the- uh, I can hit on it. Um, let me put him down. I hope he don't make no noise. So, you know, I feel like, you know, the, the community service piece and just the whole outlook of the Future Climbers program is a part of our Always Climate project, but we obviously want to help out the community in any way we can. We want to help our youth out. Um, we want to put that mindset in their head that, like Jolan said, you can create opportunities here, right? Like you don't have to go to Cleveland or Canton um, to 
outreach to help to do things that you want to do to be cool right you can do it all here um okay the squeaking is just not going to be acceptable so <laughs> here's what we're going to do you're going to come right back up here i'm just deal with you but so what we want to do is we want to go ahead and handle that and help out with that and through community service um we want them to create their own community service project so yep. Um, we, we were a part of my LC, the mayor's youth leadership council, um, formerly known as the peace Akron peacemakers. If anybody is old news and has heard it, uh, a couple years ago when we were in high school or beyond, um, or before I should say, but it was called the Akron peacemakers It's rebranded into the mayor's youth leadership council. It's called my LC. Um, but when we were a part of that program in high school, I mean, we loved, loved, loved being a part of community service. Uh, working with uh, council members, right, um, in yep. the city, working with the mayor directly. Uh, so we got that boost of confidence that like, yo, like we low key, man, we 15, 16, 17, and we really got a voice. Like we could really make these uh, this community better, right? But the yep. difference, here's the difference. And this is what Jovan was going to share. We did a lot of community service with, with MyLC, a lot, many hours. But they set up the opportunities for us, right? And then we went to those opportunities that we served. We want to have the funds and the, 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 the money so we can help these kids create their own community service. Like, hey, yep. uh, Bryce or whatever they want to call me, Mr. Harris, hey, we want to have like a, a team like bash, like block party. Um, yep. We don't have nothing like that, sir. Like, we want to do that. Okay. What's the, what's the goal? Why do you want to do that? What do you think it'll help? How would it help our community? Well, our teens, we, we don't got nothing else to do. So that's why we run around with with, with these uh these water jail guns and stuff, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they might say something like that. Or to be honest, everybody's scared to go somewhere because of violence. We want to just yep. do this block party, blah, 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 this and that. Okay. So we're going to help them structure that. We're going to help them formulate that. We're going to help them create that exact opportunity exactly how they want it how they want it right how they see it working with the food the drink the dance the the, the songs whatever they want how they want to do it yeah and we're gonna let them create it from the ground up we're just gonna help them guide we're gonna supervise so that's the kind of the the, the extra piece that we feel like we missed when we was in my lc um and it's nothing against my lc because they could provide crazy opportunities i'm talking about we went to chicago a lot you know, of opportunities but I would I just wish I I was able to take part in something that I created. So we was like, shoot, yeah. First of all, first of all, let's create something, which is AC. And then we was like, man, let's help let's help these kids create something too. So And that's a big part of what we're building is is the leadership component. Cause then when they actually get to coordinate their community service project, they're then having to lead their peers and organizing hey you're going to be doing this how to delegate certain tasks and how the real world works and actually being um, a manager managing something on their of their own for the first time for some right. of them for the first time right um and so then to the next component to the the future climbers program we're going to do a lot of prep for jobs and and career opportunities um definitely resumes helping them build a resume creating a day Interview prep, interview prep, headshots, and ultimately we want to get enough get enough money where everybody can get a suit. We don't want everybody to be cookie cutter. We don't want them all to be in a blazer and khakis. We want them to have their own flair, their own swag, their own style to it. So when they go into that that room, the meetings to meet with these these people, the council, whatever, meet the mayor of Akron, they can they can feel confident and 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 sh you know get in front of the mayor as that person that they are when they see jovan fair they, they want to see the aura the energy the swagger of jovan jovan fair when he first meets him correct or bryce harris now and, and 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 to speak to that man like there there is there is a a sense of wow factor when everybody comes in wearing the same thing so i do yep. see the other side like when we were in Decca, we all wore the same thing. It's like, yo, they they standing out. Like Decca's rocking, you know, the same blazer. Gotta wear khakis, man. They look sophisticated. It looks good when you uniform, right? But it right. also looks good when you sticking out. But we don't want them to necessarily stick out like prom, right? I ain't we ain't right. we ain't gonna pay for them to have nice old shoes, but we want them to have one outfit of their liking that we know for a fact they will be able to utilize 
for their young adulthood as they go into college for interviews, as they get ready for um, their trade or whatever job they want to do right out of si- outside of high school. We want to make sure they got at least one outfit, um, full full outfit for an interview, for any type of meeting um, that fits them. And that's kind of why we don't want to necessarily do the whole uniform piece. Like the uniform right. is cool, but no. We want something to have for when they are outside the program as well like they can yeah. feel comfortable wearing it yeah for any event and so. then and then not to mention one more thing that we're where we're doing is mentoring now when i say mentoring part what you're assuming i'm sure what you're assuming is we will be mentoring them that's correct but that's not what i'm talking about right so yeah. if anybody went to firestone you know about falcon friends so we're trying to do something very similar to falcon friends we're trying to get the future climbers into the middle schools and elementary schools in the future and what that's going to yep. look like is it's going to look like our high school. We're going to prep our high schoolers with their college and career readiness. We're going to prep them for all of that. And they are then going to be supervised and get taken down to these different schools. And they're going to provide that type of mentorship to them. They're going to provide a classroom type setting, give them that type of guidance, almost like Falcon Friends, where they say, hey, today's topic, we're going to talk about bullying, right? Or today's topic, we're going to talk about uh, leadership. Today's topic, we're going to talk about conflict resolution. And our kids, our youth, our high schoolers are going to be able to teach these middle schoolers and elementary schools. How do I know it's possible? Because I was a part of a program very similar that is no longer a piece of Firestone. So we want to make that a piece of Firestone. And then you can call it, we can even call it Falcon Friends. That's fine. They go down to their cluster. Or then we start expanding. We go to Bookdo. Then you got Bookdo Friends or Griffin Friends. And they get to go down to Kraus, Schumacher, Helen Arnold, right? Um, and expanding and just build a community, a true community where we don't have as many kids going across the city to go to a different school just just because of sports, right? They want to feel it really be a Griffin. If you know what I'm saying, they went to Bookdale Middle School. Now they really, really want to go to Bookdale High School because they remember those Griffin friends or those future climbers that came and spoke to them about community, about their their school. So mentorship is a huge piece. But huge yes, piece. they're doing a lot of volunteering. Yes, they're creating their own volunteer opportunities. Yes, they're mentoring. Yes, it's volunteer. But at the same time, if they made it through all of that, we want to reward them with a stipend. Um, Not necessarily a pay. Um, It'd be a stipend or a scholarship, similar to what we did last year. When we did it last year, we gave three scholarships away to kids that were very deserving of, of it, right? They applied. They went through our application process. We want this to be more so uh uh, active application not so like so much essay write it down we wanted them to yeah. earn it from what we see we're going to grade them they're going to go through pre and post tests everything there's going to be surveys and we feel like they they really by their senior year and they graduate that they have earned the future climber scholarship they will get that scholarship um so we're looking forward yeah. to that too obviously yeah, gotta have some funds but that's kind of our <laughs> big big plan yeah. So, I mean, the great thing about it is, I mean, of course, they get the stipend, too, but it, that's just so cool to put on their resume, like always climbing project and what I got to do, coordinate a a, 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 um, a volunteer opportunity for my peers, do X, Y and Z, met with these people, these people, connections, learn how to network. That is um, it's something that you really don't get um, within a school district. You know what I mean? Like there's some tutoring programs or whatever, but. From my time growing up, I'd never got something that well-rounded, that holistic. Because mm-hmm. um, we also touch on financial management, financial literacy, uh, managing money, budgeting, like all that stuff is going to be within the le- our lesson plans. Um, but like you mentioned, um, money is a part of it. Uh, so I think a big part of what we're we're about to roll out is w- merchandise. So. What a lot of people need to understand is when they buy a hoodie, when they buy a Always Climbing shirt, they're it's almost like they're buying stock in a student scholarship because you're you're paying for the next generation to succeed. That's what you're that's what you're getting out of it. So you're you're doing a good deed and you get some dope gear out of it. Right. My right. man Bryce is the designer. He gets he gets us right. I'm just saying it's it's some it's some good stuff if you go on the website. Um, Check it out. Look at it. Check it out. My yeah. favorite. My favorite personally is. It's probably the keep climbing shirt, um, but the hoodie's hard. Um, I definitely like the hoodie, man. I like it all for real. But um, me too. We gonna add some more. The to no us. excuses. The no excuses is hard for sure. There's yeah, a lot. There's yeah. a really a lot of stuff on there. So make sure y'all check it out. And like he said, you know, 
Um, the proceeds go toward, straight towards the project um, and ma many different avenues, but it goes it goes to the to the project. So, um, yeah, what we what we also want to do is we want to do a couple community service things in the future. Uh, some of them will be fundraisers. Others will be straight up service to the to the community, um, you know, like say we were to do like a basketball tournament maybe get a lot of adults involved, maybe like an adult tournament and then also have like a youth tournament. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously you it, three on three basketball teams or something, you know, pay a, pay a specific fee. Obviously the, 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 some of the proceeds will go to the venue that we rent out or whatever. And then the rest goes to the project. So, um, you know, just things like that, be on the lookout for, if you want to help mm -hmm. out, if there's any recommendations, any support that you think you can give us, uh, don't hesitate to rest, reach out because we need that, right? We really do need that. Um, and then, and then the last thing that we wanted to talk about before we wrap up this quick episode was season three. What to expect with the podcast? Okay. Um, first and foremost, uh, you know, especially with us being us, the two of us specifically being from football background, we got no problem um, owning up to. Uh, fallbacks what's the word i'm looking for uh things that areas for of growth right and the one thing that jovan and i both agreed on this season we wanted to give you all a little bit more consistency right so um with the takeaways or and we used to do the um the tiktok reels every week um it really is a two-man show uh so you know we don't have no production assistance or nothing like that so we slipped up with that for sure this season. So yeah. uh, season three, we definitely want to make sure that's a little bit more consistent for our viewers and for our listeners. Um, so be on the lookout for that coming season yeah. three. When is season three? Rough date. Um, I would say maybe in three weeks, up to a month, no more than a month. So what's today's date as we record this? Okay. Today, as we record this, is Thursday the 13th um, of October. So you will get a, a your first episode of season three no later than i would say november 11th which is or no november 13th which is a sunday um and that's at the latest okay but but there's a reason why there's a reason why we're taking there's a break a, and yeah. my boy jovan got some great news to tell y'all so jovan i'll let you go yeah. ahead and tell them because um this is exciting for sure yeah for all the people that's watching that's from temple i just want to say thank you of course for all the time that y'all spent um, grooming me for this new opportunity that I have. Um, it's always going to be home, play football there, of course, and and done a, set a whole bunch of uh, records there and, and had so many great opportunities as a student and then got so many great opportunities to my first full-time job, um, being there as, a, as an academic advisor. Um, but I got a new opportunity to be an assistant director and work as an academic counselor at Penn State working with football. So I'm really excited about that. I just need a little bit of time to to make that transition, get adjusted. That's also a little bit why we've been a little off on our social media page, which um, on my end, I need to tighten up, which I'll, you know, own up to that. But um, I'm excited about the, the transition, um, as is all my my climbers and um, all my, my support behind me. But um, we're going to get through it pretty fairly quickly and uh, get the show back on the road. So yeah, um, it's a great yep. opportunity for me. So, Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's huge. And, and I wanted to give Jovan Climber of the week, but, I mean, you know what I'm saying? We got we to gotta shout out Amon because Amon did something huge too. But Jovan, I knew yep. Jovan was going to have his opportunity to share that. So, really, to be honest, they both Climbers of the week because that's – I mean, that's huge. You know what I'm saying? Jovan's about to make this yep. transition. And my cut, he's going to be closer to Akron. He's going to be able to get, in, get a little bit more involved with AC – in person yep. right because yeah jovan's transition a lot's going on but to be honest ac wise i mean future climbers wise up at firestone we still rolling you know what i'm saying i'm I'm sitting here y'all see i got the uh the polo on right now i was just up there um for yep. football practice so we're still rolling ryan hall and i we're gonna be running the future climbers program um we're just waiting on a start date so Jovan will be able to come in now and help out a little bit more. Very since exciting. he's not in Philly, now he's a little bit closer. So that'll be exciting. Um pop in every once in a while. I'm excited about that, man. Yeah. Very so, excited to be close to home. Yeah. So y'all just be be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. And 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 don't don't go too far because season three is coming. All right. 
Um, but until then, what they can? Keep climbing. They can keep climbing. They can hop on a the website. They can get some merch. They can just go to the, you don't want no merch? That's cool, you know what I'm saying? It ain't for everybody. But when you can, there still is a donate tab, right? Come, come show love, come show love. Cause once we start rolling, we gonna need as much funds as possible. And the more we get, the more they get, right? So um, yep. we appreciate everybody, we really do. Keep climbing, share, like, comment, subscribe, do all of that. Um, I don't even know what song I'm about to play. I do know this dude finally fell asleep. Uh, as soon as I move, as soon as I move, I wasn't even trying to pick him up. And now he all teed. Now he teed. <laughs> we finna say goodbye. Goodbye. Peace out, y'all. Love y'all. Peace out. I don't know focus on my career instead of your own. Only focus on that 2K and that war zone. And the crazy part about it is you see no wrong. I highly doubt you see yourself sitting on the throne. Yeah, you mentally trapped. What would you do if the demons came back? Think about it mentally. Tell me how you would react. Would you try to run away or would you try to attack? If they was running in your lane, could you stay on the track? Nah, now let that sink in. You don't know how to glide in the wind. You only know how to survive when you win. Grind on a daily, daily. Bringing light to this world when it's raining. If you got any doubt, go ahead and wait and see. Only option is to win when you with the AC. Yeah, AC the game. Watch out, cause Big Bro is back in the game. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Always Climbing Podcast. Uh, as always, please like, comment, and share. Uh, we have a very special guest today. Uh, but before we do that, let's hop into our climber of the week. Actually, I forgot it's a little different. Sully, you got the climber of the week today. For sure, yeah. I got to shout out somebody from my organization, Rockstars Inc., that we'll get into a little bit, you know, later what my organization does, what they bring to the table. Um, but yeah, the climber of the week is DJ Vic B. Um, name kind of self-explanatory. He's a DJ in our organization. Uh, he works primarily in Philly, um, but he's really creating a big buzz for himself, not only in Philly, but New York City and D.C. as well, um, putting together events. And he also has like a bunch of residencies within the city and a residency at Foot Locker, which is actually doing a lot of good things for the community. Um, and he was actually uh, working with the Philadelphia School District not too long ago, DJing in the schools and just bringing them a lot of positivity, you know, having fun with the kids in Philly, Baltimore, New York, Jersey, as we all know. I'm not sure how y'all get down in Ohio, but they're all big, like, dancing cities, you know what I mean? Um, so he's definitely making the kids happy, so I want to give him a shout out. Ohio That's don't get down like that. No, no, Ohio don't get down like that for sure. <laughs> no, not like Philly. Not like Philly, New Jersey, man. They do all the hip work. Nah. What they say? They just uh, want to rock. <laughs> rock, rock. <laughs> y'all right. from Akron, right? Because I, yeah. I got that right. Yep. Yep. Akron, right. Ohio. Cop. So, so yeah, y'all don't do all that uh the hip work over there. Nah, not for real. Not for real. <laughs> nah, bro. So today's topic, we got leaving your footprint. Uh, this is a special topic today because my man's book right here. Let's put this in the the camera this is actually written by sully um that's what that's what people call him adrian sullivan his nickname is sully uh but he wrote uh the book called 50 lessons to jumpstart your self-development footsteps to leave your footprint on earth so we're going to be talking about that a little bit later in the show but first i want to know a little bit more about sully uh introduce yourself to the to the audience and then give us give us a little background about where you come from okay no doubt so my name is Adrian Marie Sullivan Jr. I got to give you all the whole title because my folks is very strict and like I come from kind of like a Southern style family. So they always want me to say my full title. But yeah, that's my full name, Adrian Marie Sullivan Jr. Um, I'm from Babylon, New York, which is about like 45 minutes outside the city. Um, a lot of my family is from like Queens and Hempstead, but that's my dad's side and my mom's side is from Babylon where I grew up. And it's definitely, you know, a solid, solid area. And where I grew up is interesting because it was like more so the suburbs. Like my mom wanted me always to go to school in my grandma's district so that I could have the best opportunities as far as education. And I mean, it really saved my life, too, because a lot of 
wherever the other side of my family was living was like inner city. I lost a lot of family too, like the streets and gun violence, including my own father. So that was definitely um, something that was tough about my upbringing. But more on a <laughs> positive note, um, right now what I do is I'm a technical recruiter as far as like what you would consider a day job. Um, so I help people get jobs in the tech industry, which is, you know, very important to me, especially helping people of color get those jobs um, because sky's the limit for us. And then as far as my other endeavors, you guys saw that I published a book, which is going really well right now. And that's making me, you know, excited that people are really, you know, kind of investing in me and what I have to say. And then also having an organization of uh, rock stars, which we'll get into more later. But yeah, I'm a man of, you know, many talents. I've been blessed. I got to give all glory to God. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about my background. Yep. And then to Babylon, you went to Temple University, which is where you got your undergrad in what I think it was media and productions. Yeah, media and production, um, broadcasting specifically, so I could do things like this, uh, communicate yep. with the masses, because media is definitely one of the ways that we can, you know, reach each other and kind of leave that footprint, which is what I'm all about, uh, leaving a lasting legacy and then positively influencing minds is a, a big deal to me. Mm -hmm. Leave that footprint. I love that. I just, y'all been saying that this whole episode. I'm already tiggied. I'm already ready to go leave my footprint. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, on, and let me go into how me and Joe know each other playing uh, at Temple University. T-U-M-B. Want to chip together. One, yes, when the championship together on opposite ends of the line, you know, the guards. So me and him is, was holding it down in the trenches. Um, seriously, so that was awesome. And Joe comes from great stock. Um, one of the best people I know. I'm not just saying that because I'm on, you know, y'all guys' podcast. This is really like a good brother. And it's the first time that I'm me and Bryce, but I already know that you're solid just from the fact that you're friends with Joe. Like, I call Joe uh. my Joe. You know what no, I mean? No, I already no. know that it's all love and it's that you're a good person. Like, I can just, anybody that you associated with, Devon, I know that character is, you know, through the roof. So, yep. likewise, you know. man. That's why I be, man, anytime Jovan get his guys on here, man, I'll be, I'll be hyped, man, because I know I'm meeting a new, genuine person. You know what I'm saying? So, just yep. look at that, Jovan. Look how, look how you, look how powerful you are, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> look, he's very powerful. That's all that Penn State shirt. You know what I mean? Ah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Sully, were you uh, uh did you did you play in 15? When did you uh come to Temple? So I came to Temple in <laughs> 2013 and 2017. Okay, so, like, let so, me not mess let me not mess with Joe. So we was on the same we was on the same field then, uh at the Boca Bowl in 15. At the Boca Bowl, yeah, man. Yeah. Um and you, you went to Toledo, right? Yep. Yeah, you stay in yep. stay in. Yeah. I, I wasn't so, playing, no, I wasn't playing. I was just like Joe in 15. I was I was second string, you know, one of them guys that was like, okay, yeah, he he gonna be something, but not yet. So I was I was I was one of them guys just chilling in the rain. But um, nah, yeah, that's that's dope, man. Small world. We really was on the same field. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy how uh, small the world is. Everybody know everybody. I'm yeah, still no not doubt. over that game, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm still not yeah, over. Yeah, y'all got <laughs> over on us. <laughs> um, but one one thing that's really important to you uh, is mental health. I've been seeing you on social media. Uh, being a strong advocate for mental health. And I, I, I love and, and respect everything that you're doing with that. Um, can you touch on a little bit of what made you pivot into that realm? Because I know that's something you talked about even as a player, even though you didn't major in psychology or whatever, but that was something that was really big into you. I know you were studying it and, and looking into uh, that piece, that other area um, to the, you know, the holistic uh, sense of the person, your physical uh, health being attached to your mental health. For sure. Um, I would say that, yeah, even going back to my college days, mental health advocacy has been very important to me because I kind of struggled with my mental health um, really from like a young age. From the time I feel like I was nine or 10, I was definitely like having like more, I would say, like mood problems than the average person. I'm very like um, I'm able to like see a lot of things. You know what I mean? I'm intuitive and I'm very observant. And I was like, man, sometimes I'm just, you know, feeling really sad or I'm feeling down. And, you know, it could be things about my background, being a young black man, going through, you know, some traumatic things like we all have. Um, but I noticed that even compared to that, I was a little bit more upset than the average person. And I was always able to, you know, be like, that's not, you know, super normal. So I, I took a stock of, you know, my own mental health from a young age. And I was like, I can't be the only person that's feeling like this. So as I got older and in college and even, you know, once I left 
uh, Temple made it my business to learn a lot more um, about the mind, um, psychology, and then just wanted to give any like tidbits of information that I would find um, back to the people. And I would say right now I'm not accredited with um, any like psychological degrees. That's definitely something I'm looking to go into um, as far as like getting a master's and a doctorate, hopefully in psychology. I think that's going to be like my next uh, field of study. Um, but yeah, mental health advocacy is very important to me because that's what, you know, I feel like makes people go. Like if your mind is there, like it'll take everything else with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, man, I'm, I'm passionate about mental health, man. I got a, I got an under, I did my undergrad in psych, got my mm-hmm. master's in counseling. So, uh, that's all I care about, man. That's my passion. That's what I live. That's what I breathe every single day, man. I care about, you know, mental fortitude, but I also care about mental, mental, uh, you know, health at the end of the day, like just making sure that these people, man, and, and even myself, um, aren't just kind of going through the motions of life, uh, and also are aware of their emotions, aware of the way they feel, um, and how to express the way that they feel. Because a lot of the violence that we see in the communities, a lot of the stuff that we see in the cities, man, um, is just a lack of expression or the wrong type of expression, right? You know, these people, man, that that are lashing out, that are frustrated, that uh, are holding in their tears, that, you know, anything like that. The bottom line is, man, they, they're expressive. They're expressing their emotion. It's just the wrong way. Um, so that's that's my passion when it comes to mental health is trying to navigate, um, you know, culturally more than anything and teach the youth how to express properly. Because we all express different ways, but it, there's a healthy way and there's an unhealthy way. So um, that's what I'm passionate about. But that's dope, man. That's dope. And I encourage you for sure to look into that psych. That psychology is you start learning so much about different people, man. And, and the study of, of the brain, man, it's, it's dope. I love psychology. So for sure, man, that'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, piggyback real quick off of what you said, like hurt people hurt people. You know what I mean? When you experience hurt in your own household, experience hurt in different ways, and you don't necessarily know how to take those emotions and have the right outlet for it, like you can very easily hurt somebody else just because you don't know what to do with the emotions inside yourself. And like you said, that manifests itself inside of our communities way too much. So mm-hmm. if we can get a hold on that, I definitely think we start seeing some of the violence go down. And if you have a good understanding of yourself self and love for yourself, it's kind of harder to hurt somebody else. You know what I mean? Because you kind of can distinguish between like, man, like I wouldn't want anybody to do this to me. So why would I do that to somebody else? So that's where we got to progress. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, throughout my time at Temple, bro, I I mean, I had my moments where I was down and I tried not to show it or whatever. But like, Sully, I, like that was always someone, bro, like he would always make anybody in the building smile. And it, it, it could be the worst timing. <laughs> it be like, Sully. Uh, but I want to know is like, because you always had a smile on your face and I didn't even know me personally that you were, you do deal with a lot of, you know, everybody deals with some mental health issues or anything like that. Um, but who was someone that really kept you grounded or helped you uh, throughout those trying times? I would say it's a few, few people, honestly. Um, I had to say my lady first, Kate, that, you know, she definitely will hold me down, especially through the college years. Um, and I mean, y'all, like I could say you're a person uh, for sure. Uh, even Jay Gordo, everyone in that old line room, Loft, um, and everybody helped in like a different way. Um, I could literally go like down the line, um, but you're most like the people that you're around. You know what I mean? The law of association. So we had 15, 20 good dudes in that room at all times. So I would say the old line room itself really helped me with like some of those dark days and I'm the type of person I'm always going to have a smile on my face because everyone's going through something, but you might be the person that can like boost somebody up on their bad days. So that's what I try to bring to the table. Yeah. Now going to where you're at now in your life, pivoting to the, the co-founder and president of Rockstars Incorporated. I want to know how did that come about? Cause I remember looking on, you know, I think I saw, I saw the first time on IG and the next time I saw it on an article and it was like featured, I'm like, wait, this is a real thing. So I want to know exactly how did that come about and uh, what all do your organization offer? 
Yeah, so Rockstars came about really uh, during the Temple days, just in the dorms. Um, and it was like an ideology that we just wanted to be like stars on the field. Um, and as you know, Sharif and Julian, two of my roommates, ended up playing in the NFL. So we were able to, you know, adopt that mindset of just being stars. And then that's kind of how it like came to be. And then the STAR acronym, S-T-A-W, also stands for Stay True and Win. So it was just something like that we, it was like very like, uh, I guess you could say like grassroots and home base. And it's just really like, like what a band of brothers, what we called each other. Like, you got to do this in the classroom, on the field, in the community. You got to be a star at all times and, you know, never dim your light and just really be ready to shine at all times. So that transpired to not only become an ideology, but now it's, you know, our business um, and what we represent. I'm the president of it. And as an organization, we are a media outlet. And what we offer is, so there's a, there's a few things. So there's business consulting. Right now we got um, media training as well, PR, um, digital media marketing as well. And we help professional athletes, um, businesses, entrepreneurs, um, artists with those type of services. Um, and it's similar to what you might say, like a CAA or a clutch, where it's like we find talent because a lot of times people are like, oh, how do I get on? And it's one of those things where like, we'll find you. <laughs> it's how mm -hmm. you could just email and be like, oh, I want to get on. I'm a rock star. And like maybe one day, you know, there'll be more of a, I guess, um, like a dialogue for that. But right now it's really like kind of we're keeping things in-house and really expanding with the talent that we have right now. And I would say the next step right now is just like execution. So we have everything in place, just doing more in the community. Like we've been able to give back to Temple Hospital. Uh, we have a food truck that we've been able to service the community down in Richmond, Virginia. But we want to just keep on broadening that you know, scope and expanding more. So that's definitely something that we're looking at doing. And also um, we've been offering um, like virtual mental health seminars, um, similar to this, we kind of do it via Zoom. And we've worked in New York and Philly for that, the inner city. So that's been, you know, some things the organization has done. Man, it, ain't it? Y'all y'all started this thing, man, and, and it's very similarly, we started AC, man, and it's like, I don't know, how, how long have y'all been been a LLC and everything and operating full go? I would say about two years now, year and a half, two years. Tell, tell, me, tell me what year two looks like, man, even, or, you know, middle of year and a half going to two years. What does that look like, man? Because Jovan and I and the rest of our crew, we ain't even a year in. We got, when we get to LLC, Joe? <laughs> May, bro, it's like, yeah, May or June. A lot of long nights right now. You know what I'm saying? A lot of right, hard yeah, work, a lot, lot of sacrifice. Time. And I and, and I keep hearing that it it kind of it kind of never stops once you got a passion and once you got something. Like my dude, he was on a, a different podcast episode talking about his LLC and his uh, business. He was talking about he he treated like it's his child. You know what I'm saying? That's my baby. Um, so what's that? What's that perspective like for you, man? Like. Does it ever slow down? You know what I'm saying, or or do you kind of just always find something to to grow and expand? You know, for for the company, because obviously, you know, uh, from what I the little bit I've heard about about rock stars is is very similar to AC man. It's God's work. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not really doing stuff for profit as much as we are trying to just serve the community. Um, you know, and and you know if if financial gain comes with that, that's fine. But at the end of the day, we we a little more grounded than that. So what is that what does that grind look like for you right now? Yeah, I would say when you said never stop, that's exactly what it is. It's never ended. And we have a lot of, you know, things that we just want to get out as much as we can. So I would say year two, as y'all know, it's like if you're not growing, then the opposite of growth is kind of like death. As morbid as that sounds, like if you're not growing, like you're going the wrong way. So that's what year two, year three, hopefully, you know, I mean year, whatever it looks like. Every year is supposed to be, you know, expounding upon, you know, the footprint that we put on the earth. For real, that's like, that's everything about the mission. It's very consistent. Um, 
and that goes as far as like the book. I want more and more people to be able to get that knowledge and add that to their diet because appreciate that Joe is holding that up. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we gonna have that all throughout the podcast episode. If you're on sure. YouTube, you done already seen it like four times by now. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah, it's one of the keys um to helping people um with their self-development and growth. So we want to grow the community. Um and that's also like I said with the food truck, we want to literally put food in the communities, healthy options. Um we have DJs and artists. So we're giving back on a very like multi-tiered level. Um, we also have a few musicians that we work with, Maj and LX, as uh, Jovan knows, um, mm-hmm. some Temple Vets as well. Um, so good music streaming too. as well, getting our message out that way. So there's so many platforms that we're on. And the thing is, we just got to keep going and also keep on zero in. Like there comes a point in time where you're beyond thought. Y'all are there with um AC. Y'all are beyond like just thinking about it. Now it's it's game time. It's the same thing as when we used to strap on our pads. Like it's growth. <laughs> yep. Like you gotta go mm-hmm. out, stack plays, stack days, and just get better every day. So that's what we're looking to do with the organization. Yep. yep. Love it. That. Now, throughout that time in that two years, what's up? What's something that's been an obstacle for you guys or something that has been a challenge that you did not expect? I would say getting people on the same page is tough. <laughs> like having everybody, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bryce is like you, you hitting it on the uh the nail on the head. But yeah, having because we have you know like twelve, thirteen people in our organization right now that's you know contributors. So that's a lot of people, and we're mostly Type A personalities. That's a lot of. You know what I mean? Like people in the kitchen, chefs in the kitchen. I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase yeah. it. But, <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> relatable, man. Relatable. Yeah. There's a lot of people with their, and this is a positive way. We all have, you know, different agendas, but we still have a common goal, if that makes sense. Like everyone has their own way that they might want to go about getting there. And those different ways could look like A through Z. But long as we like, all right, we got these different ways and we got these different ideas. Let's make sure that we're going to get in the end zone with it. Like, that's the biggest thing, making sure we have a common goal and a common, like, mission, even though there might be different ways that we think is the best way to get there. So all in all, I'm saying it's all about, like, leadership and getting people on the same page. That's been a probably the biggest obstacle um, because if you want to go, you know, fast, you want to do your own thing, like, you might have idea, Bryce, and you want to be like, oh, let's go this way. And if you don't consult with nobody, you could get that done real fast, but then you're going to realize like, man, maybe Joe Vaughn wasn't on the same page. Maybe this person was on the same page. So you, even though you went fast, you're not going to get as far as when everybody goes together and it might take a little while. Y'all might feel like y'all in the mud for a little bit, but at least everybody on the same page. So I would yeah. say that's like the biggest thing to overcome is just keeping everybody locked in, focused, and then not being afraid to, to be like, oh man, we might be slipping here. Let's get back on track here. Like, I don't like how we're doing this, but we got X, Y, and Z going perfectly. So let's mm-hmm. keep on multiplying the things that we're doing well and minimize the things that we're not doing so well and grow from there. Yeah. I, I feel can, like you, got, you got, you definitely got to, y'all, y'all I, I don't even got to ask, y'all got to have some type of business plan. And I mm-hmm. think for us, um, you know, I resonate with everything that you said, honestly. These are all lessons that we have learned or are still learning, uh, all the things that you said. And, Number one thing that resonated with me was, you know, everybody being on the same court. And I think I don't think there's 11 of us in total, probably about six or seven that are actually like engaged. And I would say even with those six or seven of us, um, until we got a business plan, we was all we man, we was all over the place. Like one person trying to lead this. And I'm like, well, we like I thought I was doing that or I thought we was doing this with it. Like, bro. All right, bro. Like, what what are we doing? Like, what's the actual plan? So we had to sit yep. down, man. It took, what, a month and a half, maybe? We had to really lock in on a true business plan. So now when we look at stuff, if it don't align with the bigger goal and our actual vision, you know what I'm saying? We got a three-word model, develop future leaders. That's our goal. Is, is this is this aligning with developing future leaders? If it's not, 
then we put that on the back burner. Maybe we could do that on the side, but let's focus on the goal right now. So we all on the same page now. Things are a lot better, man, but I can completely agree with you uh, just from the little bit that I've learned in this early, uh, the early stages of our, our program and our project, man, you are absolutely right. Yeah. It's just like you said, bro, like just keeping the main thing, the main thing and knowing like what is the foundation that's the that's the the most important part. And the times, at least from the the brief amount of time that we've been running the AC, it's the times where you get a little doubtful and like, are we doing the right thing? Are we on the right path? And then a hole comes through, something a, a signing light, and you like, oh my goodness! And you just got served the plate, and you and you get a new sense of energy, a new uh, a new your purpose is just lit again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Never, never. I'm not saying like. I ever want to like quit or do anything else, but like it's just like man, it's just a process. Yeah. It's constant grind. Just keep chopping Straight wood, up. keep hammering away, and it's just like ah, y'all should see this. Man. All y'all listeners, man, and, and, and even you, Sally, y'all should hear the conversation me and Jawan be having. And, and he, like he said, it's never doubtful. It just be like, like I'll call Jawan, like bro, like bro, did we do that right? Like was yeah. that was that was, did we really type that grant out the way we were supposed to? And yeah. like we know we did everything we possibly could have, but it's just be like, dang, like, bro, could we have done it better? Um, and then, then like you like, said, oh, man, they be like, Oh, y'all was this was the best ever. I'm like, oh God, man. Like, we really, we yeah, really doing it the right is way. A big thing though, too. And it's interesting because not only you gotta, you know, do things right, but you can't harp on it. It's gotta be what's next. Like if you live too much, you know, in the past as a business, as a person, like that's when you, you know, get too much in your head and a lot of, you know, what the mission is, is action. So <laughs> it's like the actionable steps um, to keep moving forward. And a lot you of climb. times you run way faster keep when you look forward too. You know what I mean? Like you got to keep climbing. Exactly. Like you can't yeah. always look down the mountain. Sometimes it's good to be like, all right, that's how far I didn't climb up the mountain. But you also got to realize where you're striving to get. So it's a it's definitely about agility and balance within that as well. Yes, sir. Yep. So now, man, I want I want to touch on this book a little bit, and I I know in, in chapter ten, you you got the title of it is what drives you. So I just want to ask you that question: What drives you, and what drove you to make this book or write this book? Yeah, so that was definitely an interesting motivation. But that chapter, you know, focuses on whether people are like externally or internally motivated, and my motivations for the book were actually both. Like I had an internal drive that I want people to hear my messages um, and I want to go hard for myself. But also this was really about um, the kid that's like 16, 17, about to go away to school in a couple of years or next year that doesn't really have it figured out and wants like a little bit of game before they get to that next level. Like this was almost like Sully talking to himself when he was younger, 17, 18, like what really is going to propel you to that next level. So this is really aligned with what y'all talk about as far as developing future leaders. I wanted this book to service as education to the next group of young men and women who are going to come up and they're striving for greatness themselves. And they might be a little bit lost in their journey, or they might just want a little bit more game on the way. And this is for them as well. And it's, um, interesting because I would say it goes to that, I guess, I won't say lower level, but like the young adults all the way up into people who are, you know, in our respect and older than us who are also giving back to those um, kids as well. So this touches on multi-tier, um, I guess you could just say like leadership and organization as far right. as like a, the motivation for the book. Some some gears is turning, man, Joe. This could be this could be this could be a little little piece of the curriculum for the future climbers program. Get buy the book? No, I mean we can we can get a grant we can get a grant to buy buy twenty five books. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, because the book is definitely useful. You know you got you got all these resources, all these tools. This could be almost like I don't know if y'all had like a leadership council at y'all at Temple, but we did, and we had to read a chapter, right? Come back as a group. Um, just, you know, freshmen all the way up to seniors at Toledo. Mm-hmm. We all had to read a specific book. I got them all back here. Um, we had to read a book, come back with chapters 
and talk yep. about that chapter, right? So I'm just thinking, let me get some books. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, no, that would so, be really good, man. I, I like that idea a lot. That's something I thought about as I was going through the book and reading it. I'm just like, man, so much of this stuff applies to what we're doing, our mission, uh, and some of the stuff that's in our curriculum now, really all of the curriculum in some ways. Just, of course, the verbiage is a little different, uh, but it all applies, bro. For sure. Yeah, no, like we're going we're gonna to chop it up, but it's definitely something that it's not, you know what I mean, about taxing and especially with the ebook and as yep. people. Ebook. You know, no, I ain't know about the ebook. Yeah, that's it's perfect. got an ebook as well. And that's like, it's a license. So what I mean for that is like, I give it to y'all once and y'all got it for however, remember, a thousand, ten thousand, once y'all touch a million students, whatever it might be. You know what I mean? That your goals are and that the number that y'all going to keep on growing to is licensed forever. So that's something that, you know, I'm looking into. It's all about each one teach one and giving back. So that's why, you know, yep. we doing, we doing. And I like Dr. that idea. I'm, I, now I'm really thinking about that. Uh, We're going to have to, yeah, yeah we, we got to talk take this. that to the board. Yeah, we got to take that to the board see what they think. For sure. I think that's a great, uh, I mean, we ain't got no book requirement or anything like that yet. So that'll be a great idea. It's not a heavy read. Anybody, I'm about to say, like, I'm about to say it's an easy this. read. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That, that was also what I wanted to focus on. So the 50 lessons kind of correlate to 52 weeks in a year. So you can take it, you know, lesson by lesson and like just be like, all right, let me try to apply this for a week. Let me try to apply this for, you know, week two. So that's kind of how I got there. And also it's supposed to be super digestible because, there's so much media going on. Like you got TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, Be Reels, a new one, whatever it is. People sometimes are overlooking like how good of content you can find, like writing a book, just because our fingertips and these little supercomputers we always got in our hand, our phones always got so much content on it that we're always, you know, bombarded with. So I wanted someone not to feel too overwhelmed with the material. So it was a very easy read. Like, I don't think any chapter itself would take someone longer than like five minutes to read. If that, a lot of the chapters are only, you know, a few paragraphs. Um, and it's more so about being uh, written with brevity so that people understand the concepts as opposed to just talking people's ears off. Because, you know, nobody got the attention span for that. Right. For the most part. <laughs> right. Now, <laughs> now I got I got a question, man, because um, I ain't gonna lie, just on the side, like I've thought about writing a book. But literally, that's not that's not something that is caught is just screaming my name right now. But I do know uh, one person uh, that does listen to our podcast a lot. And he is talking about writing a, a book. He actually was on the podcast in the past. Uh, Shakif Seymour. Um, so in the case that Shakif is listening um, and I might even direct him to this. What's some tips you got for for publishing a book, writing a book? Uh, and what did you learn about yourself when writing writing this book? Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a great question. I would say some tips I got to writing is just to write and not judge yourself. Like, cause sometimes you go like, Oh, is that good? Like the most important thing is just get as much information that you got in your head on the paper, on your notepad. It always got to be perfect. That's what the editing process is for people. They get cold feet a lot of times when it comes to writing books, because they're like, Oh, I'm not. I didn't get a hundred on every English test. I don't know if the grammar, the syntax, it's like when Wayne said, you just got to have bars. You just got to go in, whatever come to your ammo, you just got to go with it. So that's the same type of effect. And then also people, this is a game, like they got to start like talking their books, if that makes sense. So if you write down everything, you're going to slow down how fast your brain works. So your brain, if you think about it, like have you ever been writing something and you're like, man, like I keep on losing my train of thought because my brain is moving so much faster than my hand can actually write. Like the motor process of how fast your thoughts go is not equivalent to the motor process of how fast your hand can go. So I would say for people to transcribe as much as they can so that they're actually like leaving voice memos for themselves. There's an app called Timmy, which is T-E-M-I, um, and it helps you like transcribe everything that says. So for instance, we've been talking on this podcast for about 35 minutes i can't imagine how many words we have just from this we probably already got enough for like a small ebook just as far as like the content maybe there's only been like five six thousand words said but that's like 30 40 pages right there right so 
people have to realize like there's you know always efficient ways to do it um and that's one of them um i could say for sure right now have you ever thought about like i said it's a lot of great concepts a lot of good um topics in the book um have you ever thought about putting it in a, like in a different media platform like through rockstar or anything like that yeah so there's actually a podcast coming out that we're editing that breaks down every um like chapter all 50 chapters and it's called mm-hmm. the 50 lessons podcast oh, so dope. nice that's gonna that's in the works right now um getting edited uh, my friend Morgan, he was a co-host for that. And we went through like all 50 chapters and we really got to it. And it's about five, six hours. And then the next thing, we already got the ebook going. So you can get that on your Kindle or wherever you might get your ebooks. Um, and then the audiobook is definitely the next iteration of that. And lastly, beyond that, I want it in different languages. Um, I would love to have it in Spanish and then maybe like French or another romance language. Cause usually out of like one of these like three or four romance languages that people primarily use, like it's all throughout the world. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where the book is going as far as that. But I'm trying to keep it going because it's my name literally on the book. So I got to go hard for my right. brand. And then yeah. if you look on the back, it's Rockstars. So yep. it's literally published by the company. So we also do book publishing as well. Um, we got another book called Affirmations for Our Brothers as well, which is um free if you have um like ebooks on amazon as well so oh a lot of one for our kids to get yeah 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 and that's specifically for like black children especially young black boys like affirmations for our brothers and that's by um taj Pasque, which is uh someone in our organization as well dope yeah that's really dope is there any lesson in this book that you, you wish you applied to, to yourself more as a, as a younger? Mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, there's um a chapter called the Achievement Matrix in there. And I've seen that. Yeah, the Achievement Matrix. I feel like every person should have access to that. That's one of um, the primary lessons in the book for sure. Um, and pretty much what it says is like that you need to have proper vision and proper implementation in life to achieve whatever you want to achieve. So vision is, you know, you can visualize how you want things to look for you in the future. You kind of have a set idea for where you want to go. And then implementation is the work that you take to get there. So you notice that if people don't have a lot of vision, like they don't have really any track for where they want to go and they also don't have any like implementation no hustle behind it they're just victims the people like man like my dad my mom did this this person did that they always complaining like those are the victims of the world and then you look and you have people that have a lot of vision but they don't have no hustle behind it and then you're like man they just dreaming so they just always seeing what they're going to do but they're not actually doing anything behind it and then on the contrast to that you have people who's always implement things they're always doing things but they kind of just going in a circle because they don't really know how they want it to be and they don't got no plan no business plan behind it they just they all hustle but no dream so those people are just like doers or i call those people like they just run in the hamster wheel you know what i mean going circle and circle and then the people that actually have both they able to apply their vision and the implementation so they got the dream and the hustle and they're working in tandem how they're supposed to be working those are the people that we call leaders those are the people we call achievers so that's definitely something i wish i would have known when i was at a younger age because i would have been like okay it's cool to dream and it's cool to hustle but when you put your dream and your hustle together and they're in perfect harmony that's when you really gonna see your achievement and your leadership go up at times i would have one or the other or none at all so that's definitely something that i wish i would have applied and known earlier in life but now i'm able to Showing somebody else's learning curve because I gave him the game earlier than I got it. Love it. That's awesome. And that's something I actually read is that you want to, uh, that's why I'm happy that you're starting a podcast too. Um, you want to share your story. You want to give back to the community on your experiences. And I think I read that somewhere. I forgot which which website I read that on because you've been on a lot of things recently, um, which is it's beautiful to see. So I know where you want rock stars to be. You keep growing, keep climbing. Uh, but where do you see yourself a year from now? Yeah, I would say a year from now, 
Uh, first, I got to commend Bryce real quick for the uh, because I see like your personal fitness journey. That's definitely inspiring to me. That's something that's very important to me outside of my mental health taking the next step. Um, I'm down 40 pounds from where I was at my heaviest. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to really Let's cut go. my weight. Appreciate it. Cut my weight and get get right, get to where I need to be on that regard for sure. So I want to have my physical health where it needs to be. Um, financially, I want to keep on, you know, making these strides so that I'm able to be fully self-sustained and that also like that I'm standing so strong that is just a pillar for the business. Like, all right, this this is nothing to pour this into the business. This is nothing because I already got it by my own means as well. And then I'm able to pour into more people. So I'm hoping that in this next, you know, my cup overrunning and then I keep on, you know, growing every way so that I could be a blessing to more people. That's what I want the next year to look like for me. Dope, man. Dope, man. What, what, and what, then, my, my question for you, I got it because, because usually when we get to these questions, I can feel it's, it's coming to an end. So, my question, man, is I like asking everybody this is like, what would you tell, what would you tell any kid, you know, that's that might be listening to this podcast? What, what advice would you give them? It could be anything, mm-hmm. man. There's so many, there's so many tidbits. So, let me see. What's well, one piece of game that I could give someone young that's listening to this right now? Besides buying the book. Because <laughs> you got oh. 50 things right there, but you could be something from the book. For sure. Um, For sure. And it, it is something from the book, but I didn't, even, I didn't even think about it for a second. But I would say planning and design. So that's literally an actual like concept in a book. Um, but you got to have a real, like, tangible vision or plan for what you want in your life or else you're going to get like the default settings of life. Like when people don't know what they want out of life and they're not intentional, then they find that they're kind of getting the worst things that life has to offer. And they're wondering why and it's simply because like, it's a choice that you have to make up in your mind that like, nah, I want the best out of life. Like I want to be a person that's going to, you know, strive to get the things that they want. And I'm not going to, you know, just lie over and kind of just take whatever life gives me. Like, I'm not just going to be cool with the default. I'm not going to be cool with the bare minimums. So really flipping their, you know, mental antennas so that they're on a channel of like true growth and design, intentionality and positivity, like as young as they can, like really make sure your brain is on that gear. That's what, the game I could give to the youngest. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it, man. Jovan, man, you got any final words, man? Man, I don't, bro. I, man, Sully, bro, I think we're about to get into these 15-second takeaways. Uh, but before we do that, I always like to uh, just say how much I appreciate you and how grateful I am for you joining the show. Um, you meant a lot to me. You still do mean a lot to me. And uh, I'm looking forward to I'm speaking to fruition and working with rock stars uh, um, in the future. Um, I know you guys want to do football camps and other things within the community. Um, I'm still going to be doing a lot of work um, up in Philadelphia and have my footprint in Philadelphia. So hopefully we can, we can make some work in the summertime and, and uh, get some stuff going. But now let's, let's get into these uh, 15 second takeaways. Um, Do either of you have anything that's, you know, burning y'all right now. Y'all want to get off right now. Yeah, I I I say something. I mean, just my fifteen second takeaway, man. Like, I, I kind of reacted like this. It's so it's so. Uh, I think it's gonna be the title for real. I, I even thought of the title of the episode yet, but man, like, just leave your footprint, man. Like for real, like. But but when you leave that footprint, you got to make sure it's, it's a footprint that somebody can step into and follow. You know what I'm saying? Not one that people avoid. Cause some footprints you, you see on the ground, you like oh, I ain't stepping into that. But then there's other footprints. You're like, man, I ain't gonna lie. I like that footprint. Let me step right in there because it looks it looks like something that fits me, right? So we gotta we gotta lead by example. We gotta be leaders in the community. We gotta be leaders for each other, right? And again, this ain't a religious uh, nonprofit and religious program. But for me, you know, what I'm saying I follow God's footsteps. So you know, what I'm saying I want to make sure that anytime somebody sees my footprints, they also see God. You know, what I'm saying so. Leave your footprints. But if you do, make sure they're the right ones. That's all I got. That's my takeaway of today.
Yeah. And uh, I'm going to let Sully go last. Uh, <laughs> definitely buy the book. Uh, definitely going to have a link to it uh, when we post this on um, on all, all of our platforms. But uh, it's, it's a really good book. I'm learning a lot from it. And it's really rekindling a lot of uh, areas of my life that I may have been lacking on. So I definitely appreciate it. And uh, I think echoing off of Bryce's sentiment of your footprint and uh, leaving your footprint and leaving things better than the way you found it as we've been, you know, conditioned to do at Temple, uh, silly as you know, um, that's the biggest thing. And, and that's something I've always been mindful of. And I know you have as well. Um, and we appreciate all your work that you do with Rock Stars and, uh, you know, even making this book and what you're doing in the future. I appreciate y'all for real. Um, I would say my 15 second takeaway um, is just time. Like time is so much of the essence and like everything that we do. So I just want us to, you know, continue to be super mindful, whether it's just like the other day you picked up the phone, you was like just reaching out. You didn't want nothing. You just was showing love. Like, man, Sully, you on my mind, bro. I'm thinking about you. And that meant like so much to me. That made my whole day. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You, you ain't know where I was in the world that day. I could have been really struggling, you know what I mean? And I definitely was that particular day. So I was like, man, people, you know, showing me love, thinking about me, like that meant the world. So time is so important. So just while we got it, while we got this fresh air that God gave us while it's in our lungs, while we got life in our body, let's make this time count because it's the only time that we got. We never know when our time might be up. So, you know, that little dash that we get, from for me it's 1994 to hopefully I get out to damn near 2100 out this thing man <laughs> like whatever that little dash that God allows me to be on this earth I'm gonna leave my footprint I'm gonna go hard with it and that's definitely you know the mantra of what we're looking to do make the most of our time period man love it what man. a way to close it what a way to close it close I'm hearing a lot of uh episode episode I don't remember what episode of gratitude and a lot of gratitude this season. And I, I'm loving it, man. That missing ingredient getting put back. So, uh, Bryce, you wanted to say something? No, hey, man. Y'all just keep climbing, man. Look, what I always say, man, it's easy to camp on the mountain. It's also easy to start falling down when it gets tough. But what you got to do is when you see that rock at the top, just keep going to get it, man. It's never going to roll down for you. Keep climbing. Keep climbing. Keep climbing. Sure. Just like that. We appreciate y'all. Continue to leave y'all footprints the right way. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. like that. Peace. The way I'm balling, I'm feeling like curry. Yo, man, getting these people switch up the whole game. Some of my old friends, they was praying down on me. I never looked at them the same. Yeah, they used to laugh at me when I was in the Elantra, but now I pull up in the rain. To be honest, that's Catman. I'd rather just be in a Honda, just staying off in my own.